Summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart. Welcome to the Sagebrush Show and Aggie Podcast. I believe that's what our name is. It's been a while. We took a nice holiday break. What the hell? Just kidding. <laughs> what happened? We uh, we left and everything was was so nice. We were favored in the bowl game and a couple other games, and uh, the house is a mess. We we left this house. This house was clean. The house's bed was made, and now it is trifled with. Losses. The dishes are everywhere, and their beer cans cracked on the floor, like root beer cans. Root beer, obviously. But yeah, what uh, the what happened? <laughs> we were we, we had seven and five. We expected our football team to to you know go and get us to eight wins and kind of finish off the year. And our basketball team was, I believe, thirteen and three. <laughs> 13 and 13 and 2. No, no, we uh uh are you sure? No, you're right. You're right. 13 and 2 cuz yeah, so yeah, they were 13 and 2 and yeah, now they've lost. We're 15 and 5 and uh we're 13 and 5. Thir- so we were 11 and 11 and 2 and now we are yeah. 13 and uh 13 and 5 and we lost 3 in a row. Geez. Anyway, back to the introductions. My name is Braxton Moon. Along with me I have Braden Clark to my left, and Tim is not here. Tim is uh, watching the Knicks. Tim is at the Knicks basketball game. Well, uh, the Jazz basketball game down the road. But, you know, when you're a Knicks fan and you don't get to see them only once a year, I give him whatever. Go and do your thing, Tim. Yep. You know, we'll miss you. See you next week. But, yeah, uh, wow. What a humble pie the last month, week, month, uh, I would say month. Or a week it's three has weeks. been. Three well, because we lost to UNLV on Wednesday, remember? Or We're talking it, football, too, though. It's yeah, funny. so, yeah. It's, well, it's been a really rough... Uh, Holiday season for hol- the Aggies. Definitely. And here's the thing with my job in particular is that I am the the lone person here at this station and one of the few people in Salt Lake who is pushing for more Utah State content. And... You know, I had some merit to where I could say, no, like our basketball team's really good. We have a, you know, a future first round quarterback in our football team. We should be talking about these these guys more. But now that it Utah State football and basketball have collectively gotten a gigantic pie and just thrown it at my face. 
Yeah, it's been a bad. It's been it's been a very bad three weeks. It's like they let me have this podcast on this on on <laughs> our on our uh, station because of how successful and everything has been, and now everything's just kind of come completely downhill. It's been a this, nosedive in uh, in this in this decade in this twenty twenty. You know, the Aggies haven't won in twenty twenty. Yeah, we are zero and three, but it's uh it's really frustrating and. I've put in a lot of effort to kind of build the respect for for Utah State here, and they've just kind of completely let it all loose, football and basketball, and we're back to square one, kind of having to garner that respect. Spence told me today that we're not talking any more Utah State basketball the rest of the year because they they have not earned it. And that's the fact of the matter is that we – are such a small minority in this state that we have to really make it worth people to hear us. And the, we can't mess up like we did, and we did. And now we have to go back and earn that respect that we got last year. Yep, starting at ground one. I mean, I think we had the same record at this point last year that we had la- or this point last year that we have now. Exactly, yeah. So it's not like well, we haven't been here before. No, because we didn't lose three games in a row. But – did we lose through Mountain Com- Mountain West Conference games last year? We lost to Fresno. Nevada. We lost to Nevada. And did we lose to San Diego State at home? I, I believe uh, not. Not, not at home. home, but at at San Diego State. No, I believe we beat them. I think we only lost twice. Okay, so yeah, it's it's frustrating, and you know, let's keep on this basketball theme because obviously this is what most people are wanting to hear. Yeah. So I'll stop you there, but it was we've been on break for two weeks. Yep, got some, um, got some time to got some time to rest and relax over the holidays. Yep, Braxton um, went to California. Went to California. It was really good. Um, bought a lightsaber. Went to Disneyland. Um, the Aggies, you know, beat Florida. Yeah, honestly, like, the preseason the preseason schedule for Utah non-conference State conference schedule. It's yeah, it's semantics. Uh, that was a awesome non conference. If you would have told me that we would have beaten Florida. Beaten LSU and gone eleven and two or whatever we decided it was, pretty good. You yeah, know? I mean, you know, going in going into our official you know conference play being eleven and two. Yeah, is a really good or thirteen and I guess thirteen and two, which is a really good look. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of gone downhill like we've been talking about. I think, um, no one really expected us to lose the UNLV the way no. we did. No. Um, what was that by like twenty one? Yeah, roughly. And then, and then played San Diego State close. You know the number seven team in the country, correct? Or they were thirteen, or but 13. now they're seven. Yeah. So we you know lose by eight against them, eight or seven, seven or eight, and then just get our doors blown off against their force last night. Did you did you even watch that game yesterday, Brady? Yeah. Well, I I went and saw uh, Ford versus Ferrari at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> at halftime, we were up. We were, were up at one point by 12 points in the first half. We were up 30, 34 to 22 or something like that. And then we – and I can't remember the exact number, but we got outscored like 55 to 19 the yeah, rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, it was like 57-19 or something crazy like that. And I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, okay, um, hello? Where's where's our offense? Where's, where's our defense? Where's – like, it's hard to watch this Aggie team right now because you know they're so much better. Or – and here's a hot take. We, this is the Aggie team that we've always had. Last year we just outperformed our expectations. I think watching Sam, you can tell he's kind of being hampered by injuries a little bit. He kind of hurts himself on on the floor. His ankles kind of 
his ankles are kind of bumming. Um, Kata's like not 100%. I don't think he's even 80%. He doesn't have his lateral quickness at all. He doesn't have his, I mean, there's some instances where he has a jump, his little burst, but you don't see it too much anymore. Yeah, and it's it's just frustrating. And you're saying that I, I've thought about that as well, is that we have been a little bit maybe overperforming in a way, mainly because last year we had zero expectations. You know, we saw what these guys were going into last year. We we I didn't have high expectations. I didn't think that we were going to win the Mountain West Conference Championship last year with that talent. Craig Smith comes in, gives it some life, gives it some, you know, pizzazz and some hope for these players. And they came in no expectations and no nobody was really looking at them seriously. Sam wasn't getting double teamed every second of every offensive position. It's it's tough for them and but there are things that are happening this year that didn't happen last year, meaning that guys just aren't hitting shots. And, you know, Sam and Abel are one of the few that are actually hitting open threes when they get them, and good for them. But Diogo isn't hitting anything. Diogo is dreadful on offense, unfortunately. Mm. And and I know that you and Tim don't like him and think that he's very he's very inefficient. And I'll I'll give you that. He he shoots a lot. But Brock Miller is one of the few guys that actually can get open and hit shots or at least take shots because everyone else it's just they're not hitting these open threes. I have no confidence. We were shooting roughly right around thirty seven percent in the non conference uh, schedule when it comes to our three-point shooting. In conference, we're shooting 22% from the three-point line. That's awful. It's really bad. Uh, like, honestly, I sit there and I watch, and I'm like, this is the same. It's basically the same Aggie offense as last year. And Diogo's not hitting threes. Um, like, Brock hits one every four. Abel, Abel's a 30, like a 37% shooter. I think Sam's percentages are down across the board. Sam is actually up from last year, is but he? yeah, but it's um, he's not taking as many. Yeah, well, he now he is, but he's missing a lot more now. Yeah, I I read a tweet the other yesterday, and it said the Aggies averaged uh, between Abel Diogo and um, Sam. They averaged seventeen three pointers a game mm-hmm. last year. This yep. year it's only nine. Yep. So well, and so Dakota, um, so before this entire season, we've we averaged thirty three percent from the three point line. In conference season alone, so it's definitely brought that number down a whole bunch. We averaged 24% from the three-point line. That is dreadful, especially because we take roughly right around 100. We've taken 100 uh, three-pointers in our conference. So we were only, I think, if you do the math, we basically made 26 three-pointers out of 100. and Or out of 106. Yeah, it's, It's very bad. And on top of that, that if Nimi goes and gets in foul trouble, we are done. Yeah, I want to. I want to know when Cuba's going to be back and healthy. I want to know when everyone's going to be back and healthy. It's just well, hard to watch Zaggy offense. Like, like I said, it's just like, like because well, Kata gets in foul trouble quite a bit. Yeah, especially because he's laboring a little bit. He's late on things. Yeah, and he, he you you see him. He's not running the floor as well. Like, and it, it's we get it. It's his sixth game back. Mm-hmm. Like he's only played six games, but. It's hard to watch. Like, like he gets 
he's a great player. Yeah. And he has a bright future. But right now he's just, I think he's forcing it a little bit. I think he's forcing his shots a little bit. He's forcing the issue. He's a great passer from the post. But there's sometimes he just throws up a hook and you're like, Nimi, what are you doing? And, and I, I don't think he is the biggest issue. Where I was going with that is that we can't afford him can't afford him not on the court. And that's an issue because he is injured. And because when Trevin Dorius or even Cuba goes on the court, they can't do anything. They can't play defense. They can't play the offense. We saw that yesterday. They the Air Force center who's six foot eight just destroyed us. They had what 20, 31, 31 31 points. And it it was just ridiculous. And so that along with us not being able to shoot, and then we, we were getting roughly, I think, eighteen points off the bench in the non conference. And now what, Alfonso's getting maybe six points a game now? Alfonso's dropped off in conference play, I feel like. I feel like he's kind of gotten himself into the doghouse somehow. Yeah. Because he was playing often and most of the time when Nimi was on on the crunch time it was it was double A out there. And it's hard because you don't really see him. He barely played against San Diego State. And you know, he he's he was the most important player in my opinion to this team because and I remember when this season was done and recruiting season was coming around and you know we were losing all these players to because we were kind of telling them to leave and the grad transfers started coming you know it would have been prevalent it would have been so important if we were able to land a player like Jake Toulson as a grad transfer to come in a, th- a second scorer on that wing position would have been tremendous to help the squad and I was adamant that we needed a point guard that could kind of help and ease the load there. Abel's done very well this year, better than I thought he would at times. But still, it's Sam or bust. And then when Nimi, when he's healthy, kind of give him to him the low post and do his thing. But right now the offense is so stagnant. It doesn't flow, and it's mainly because these guys aren't hitting shots. Yeah, I think that's the thing. is You know they're going to start hitting those shots eventually. You, you would hope. hope. Yeah. You would hope. But – it's just hard. You don't see it. No, like and, all year. And I mean, we've seen it. Like, like you said earlier, the perimeter defense is is kind of the weak point, and Air Force definitely lit us up on on that. San Diego State definitely lit us up. I think they shot what forty five percent from three, like in the spectrum. Like I, I I was I was there at that game, and I so and you were as well. I don't think I've ever seen a team shoot that well in the spectrum, and we were still you know keeping it in the game. Um. They just, shot they shot nine for twenty from the three point line. Yeah, so you know that's forty five percent, basically. Yeah, it is forty five percent. Good math, Brax. We shot twenty six percent from the three point line. And once again, that's our woes come in. Is I, and uh I remember I was talking to John Kuhn, who's a the AP writer for for the state, and he was talking to me. He's like, This game, like we were down what, six maybe seven at the end of like the last minute of the game. Mm-hmm. And he points out, it's like, you know how many one-on-ones you missed in this, in this game. And then also front rimmed a lot of uh, free throws. Yeah. And then, you know, Sam went, I think like three for 12 from the three point line and Brock Miller went zero for three from the three point line. One of those hits from each of them. And then you don't, you don't shoot horrendous from the free throw line. Yeah. And it, it looks fine. Now when you look at the free throw percentage, it wasn't as bad as it looks and it's still 66%. But 
but so many of those were one and ones. I mean, we and we missed the front one. Didn't we lead the the nation in field goal percent in field field free throw percentage? Sorry. Well, uh, I, mean, I don't D- think Diogo's, that last year we did. Diogo's an eighty-five percent three-point shooter. Sam's really good. Abel, but Sam's gotten way worse this year. He's missed so many free throws. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Nimi's always—he's fifty percent. I I expect Nimi. He to was miss. our most consistent one. I uh, expe- I expect Nimi to miss one every trip. But he was—he was the one that was actually hitting them in the end of the game against San Diego State, which yeah. is odd. But and then it's just hard to watch this team, and even UNLV, like you. You forget, oh, they lost by 20 that game. Mm-hmm. Like, where'd that come from? You lost 53 to 70 to UNLV and then 60 to 79 against Air Force. Yeah. It's like, where do, like, those are bad losses. Very bad. And that's why. Like, and and, and I, I remember after I, or right before San Diego State, I tweeted out that this, that game is a must win. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I thought I disagreed with you because I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's still January. We still go on a run. We'll be fine. Like if we lose, like they're they're a really good team. If we lose, it won't look that bad. Mm-mm. But sandwiching, you know, a loss. So I think I think the one that derailed our season was UNLV loss. Yeah, kinda... I think I think you know if we sandwiched the San Diego State win or San Diego State loss with those, if we beat Air Force and beat UNLV, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't same. matter. Yeah, but the one that derailed our season. Was UNLV? It got us off track. The one that derailed the season was Air Force yesterday. Yeah, I mean, do we do we even make? No, we were we were on the bull. We were on the bubble mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, we are completely off that bubble now. Yeah, we are ninety. Not- we are ninety first in net rankings. They're completely out of the question when it comes to an at large bid. We have to run the season and hope that uh, we can get a few games. Hope that San Diego State is still undefeated and beat them in San Diego. And hopefully, UNM is actually a really decent squad and beat them in the in the pit. You are asking this team who can't shoot threes, who's injured and is very inconsistent so far in this decade, in this 2020, to go on the road to major places that we've struggled in our history of our program to go and do something that they've never done before. Exactly. And I think I want to, I want to be hopeful and I want to, you know, oh, be cheery, oh, you know, because it, it brings in ratings for the podcast. But I don't think we're going to do it. it I, you're I, asking this team to be perfect. Yeah. And they won't be. It, it, they can't be. Like, it, they sure, they could be, but – what what confidence do I have that this team can go into all these places? Nevada is still undefeated in conference. They think that they could be uh, they could be us last year, mm-hmm. and they're going to come in angry because of what we did to them. Yeah, we play Nevada on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> like, like it doesn't get any easier. No, like there's no there's no cupcakes in this conference anymore. I feel like because everyone's giving us their number one shot because all they heard this season was unanimous, oh, unanimous. That's yeah. all they heard. They're the best in the conference history. Mm-hmm. Because there's never been one. We are the first Mountain West Conference team to ever pick you, pick to be uni- unanimously in this conference. Now you could say, "Oh, the conference is worse this year." That's probably exactly why that was the case. But that title is definitely warranted. They have not gotten it through their heads. They have not been able to to battle this this way of kind of expectations of being the hunted instead of the hunters everyone's coming at them with their best shot and they it just seems that they don't have that alpha mentality you don't you don't have that one guy that you can like no get it to him he's going to take it over you know sam doesn't have that and it, it was i i haven't seen it all year until florida and florida was like okay look that's that's what sam has to be 
He has to know that he's the baddest guy on the court, mm-hmm. and he's just not that. No, and it's you want you want Sam to have that Mamba mentality, that killer instinct, and it's just. I mean, who do you, who do you trust? I, I would, I say, if the only person that comes to my mind when I go to, like somebody that, oh, I need someone to kind of, kind of be the physical, like somebody to shut the other person up. It's Nimi and Justin Bean. Nimi is kind of a shell of himself right now, just because he's still recovering from injury, and you know it is what it is. And Justin Bean, he's been relatively quiet in the last couple of games too. Yeah, I think last three games he hasn't, yeah. like he hasn't really performed to the standards we've seen at the start of the season. And you have to think, was that a fluke as well? Like, it, like, look, three straight losses is bad. Is is this indicative of the team that we are right now? We don't know. I think, I think we lose in Nevada this Saturday. Uh, season's over. Yeah. Oh, so I, I thought you were saying it, you thought we were gonna lose. No. So yeah. So this is what it's gonna come down to right here. So we got Nevada on Saturday, and then we got an entire week until we play Boise State in Boise. Boise State has given us troubles last year. Boise State's always given us troubles. Yeah, it's not like we're going to go into Boise. They beat BYU in Boise. Okay? So, like, they're not nothing to scoff at right here. And then you got to, like, this is where we got to turn the season around right here. This is where everyone's kind of wrote them off. We can't think about getting that one seed anymore because I don't think it's going to be even remotely possible, the fact that San Diego State will lose four games to get that one seed. I think that's completely off the table. We just got to hope that the other teams above us kind of start falling and then we just kind of run it and get that two seed again. I mean, like, this team can make a run in the Mountain West Championship. They're good enough. Yeah, We saw it last year. I think in the Mountain West Tournament, they can make a run and and win. Like, like, that's very possible. But... It's a tall task. We beat, we've beat. we beaten good teams. Florida is a good team, <laughs> and they're better than Air Force. They're better than UNLV. And I would even throw in uh, LSU is also better than um, Air Force and UNLV. Those teams, and I wonder, and uh, I saw this too, is that I wonder if Nimi being back is kind of uh, canceling out Justin's, what he does for the team. That's what, that's what I... I brought that up to a couple of my buddies, uh, Tyler and Connor, and I was like, "Look, ne- since Nimi's been back, we've we've lost. Like, yeah, like I, and that's it's hard to it's hard to. He came back against uh, Fresno State, right? He played yeah. he played against Fresno State. We we went to overtime mm-hmm. and barely squeaked that one out. And then BYU lost. we lost. Then he 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 played against South Florida, went to overtime, beat them by two. Gets knocked out of Florida. We win that game, obviously. Back against UNLV, a loss. Sanders State, loss. Air Force, loss. Yeah. And I think the offense doesn't move as well with, with him in it. I think – and it, it's like – like I was saying, he's a really great player. He, there's something missing when he's, on the, when he's on the floor. Well, he's very confident in himself, and I didn't see that much last year. And it's fine being confident, but he does demand the ball a lot. And I don't want to say like the offense is struggling because of him because it's not the other. And the reason why is because we're not hitting threes last year. We were hitting threes. So he was able to kind of get that, that space, that yeah, one-on-one space down in the post. Yeah. Get that ball in the low post. And they, they can't come double team him because that they're worried that Brock Miller is over there in the corner. That if he, if he dishes down, if he goes and helps down, Brock has a quick enough release that he's going to get that three pointer off and hit it. And so Nimi was able to kind of do his thing and but yeah, it's just 
they they got to hit the panic button has been hit. Okay, this team has got to do something to make us all believe again because dang, this has been such a disappointment season. Yes. We were talking about this team possibly a, possibly being a top ten team in the country. Yeah, we were talking about you know a a four seed, a five seed. Yeah, in the in March Madness, and now do we make the NIT? Oh, you, you, we'd have to. I mean, they, you would hope so. Well, if, well, right now we're like what I think seventh in the Mountain West, yeah. because uh, UNLV, Nevada, San Diego State, Air Force, I think Boise State, and Fresno all have better records than us right now. So yeah. I think we're seven. Yeah. So we have to, you know, start writing the ship, turning it around, and hopefully get something going for for the, the last half of this season. Man, what a disappointment this would be if we don't make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I'm, with everything returning. Silver lining is Coach Smith stays. <laughs> Coach Smith is going to stay for another year and we're going to have him back and at this at this point I'm leaning more heavily that Nimi comes back next year as well. Yeah, I think I think we return everyone but Sam and D- and Diogo, correct? Yep. And, and then Abel Able Porter too. So those three, and then we'll have the the freshmen that yeah. are redshirting playing, and and the Virginia guard. Yep, so. he'll 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 be the starting guard. But yeah, uh, I think like it's it it sucks. It's really not fun to watch. But silver lining, Coach Smith, still there. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, like Brady said, Nimi's going to come back, so that's another you know added layer to maybe next year. And we say, oh, maybe next year. But you you don't want to say maybe next year at this point of the season. Right. I don't want to hear that. It's a, We had such high expectations for this team. And just quickly like going through, and the reason why people, I, I'm very um, more leaning that Nimi is coming back than most people are, is because if you look at most mock drafts, he still isn't showing up in the first round. Like I'm, I'm scrolling quickly, and he's and on this Sports Illustrated article that came out yesterday, I'm at 20. He still hasn't shown up, you know. And you keep scrolling down. There's nothing, nothing here in top 30. So I he mean, didn't there's, even, there's there's no way he makes he makes uh, he gets drafted. Well, I think with his performances here, there's no way he would get drafted. And he was already low enough on mock drafts that he had to have a good year this year to kind of elevate himself up there. And he hasn't played, and when he has, he he hasn't really had he's a been hurt. Do- he's been hurt and yep. he hasn't had a dominant spot. So, you know, hopefully if there's any silver lining that you could take from this, we're going to I thought we we're going to lose Craig this year. I thought it was for sure that he was going to get a, a big offer, but maybe this is this is uh something that we're going to look forward to in like 5 years. Remember that time that we almost lost Craig Smith because we thought that uh, we were going to have a really good year, but he's still here now and I don't know. Like, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, off basketball now, probably. Yeah, let's get off something um, that I'm angry about to something Da-na-na. that I'm less Da-na. angry about. Draft Watch 2020. Let's talk about our football uh, football game against Kent oh. State real quick. Da-na. Football time 2019. Man, what a. Should we like have gone back to ourselves in 2018, 2000, early 2019? And be like, no, you guys got to. You are- Simmer down, boys. So like, you are in the golden year of Utah State sports. I thought, like, I was like, I, I was one of them that said, like, it's like, yeah, this year is really good, but next year could be even better, you know? Because now, football wise, it was the biggest question mark, but I had, we had Jordan Love, and I felt that that was enough. It turns out it wasn't. And then basketball, we had everyone returning from that really good team last year. And I was like, oh, and the best teams in the Mountain West were 
Nevada lost all their key players. So I figured that, no, we're going to well, – we'll obviously be the best team next year. And it's so far proven to be not the case. So I wish I could go back to myself last fall and early spring to be like, no, just enjoy. Enjoy what's happening right here because 2018, 2019, early 2019 will probably go down as the greatest – uh, back-to-back seasons for Utah State sports when it comes to football and basketball. Yeah, I agree. I think seven and six. Yeah, I mean, once and again, Tim said it. Like he said, if we lose to Kent State, it's a disaster. Yeah, as Tim would say. And we've already lost Mike Sanford. Yeah, he's in Minnesota, which is weird because I think the majority of like Utah State fans were like kind of wanting him to leave anyway. Yeah, I think I think most gripe with. Utah State was, oh, the offense is vanilla. Well, and here's my pushback uh, before Mike Sanford is that uh, Dave Yost was also nothing to be to to be proud of the year, the, his first year. Yeah, I think. And then the sec- second year is when everything took off. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, it, it takes, it. I think it takes a couple of years to install an offense. Yeah, you, you got to be patient. To get your guys that you want. And this is what, how many different coordinators in the last be th- ten this, years, a, in the last well, in the last in the decade, how many different coordinators has Utah State had? So many. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, it's it, true. <laughs> if you're thinking we've had six or seven different coordinators in the decade in the last decade, yeah, that's not a bad point. I mean, it's hard to have stability. It's hard to be, you know. And it is what it is with the small school thing. If you yeah. have a good offensive coordinator, if you have a good year, they're obviously they're going to get poached out of there. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, we've had a, quite a few, but also in the last year we've had three. We're gonna have three. We had Yost, and then we're gonna have Samford, and then we're gonna have whoever's gonna be the next. I don't. I haven't heard much if of any buzz who's gonna be the next OC. Has there been any talk to you? Have you seen I anything? Haven't, I haven't seen anything. That's another. All my sources have not drawn anything. Oh, I free all your pigeons out there in yeah, Logan. Got some, got some carrier pigeons in Logan. But um, that's that's something to keep notice. Uh, but yeah, three offense coordinator. It's a new era. It's a new era for Utah State football. New decade, yeah. And that too. You got Henry Columbia or Drew Feasley. Yeah, or someone else. Or a freshman. Or, fre- or that freshman from Washington. He's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we got him, and then we got also got the Jordan Love heir apparent in California that's also a freshman. He'll sit, I think, for a little well, bit. Well, he, he redshirted last year, so he should technically oh, yeah. be a freshman, redshirt freshman, and compete for the position. You had the Orem kid, uh, Lagos. Cooper Legas, yeah. uh, who was really good in or- at Orem, you know, one of the best. Uh, How many quarterbacks sp- we got on the roster? A lot. Why do we have so? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. And uh, so it's, I think it's going to be Henry Columbia's to lose. Let's let's run down uh, what we think about uh, what's going on next year. I mean, we got a tough schedule, and you know, uh, a lot of people. Yeah, we play Washington State at home. Which is interesting. Mike Leach is going to Logan. Yeah, and they're going to absolutely run run us out the building. Here's the thing: is that yeah, they're going to have their offense, but they're re- replacing the entire like offense. Though they they lose their quarterback, uh, most of their I wide think receivers. It's a Mike Leach offense, so it's it's the same every year. Lots of lots of yards, you know, lots of points. Um, I think that's probably our toughest. Out of conference game? I mean, no, no, we play Washington. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we play Washington. Never mind. So uh, let's just run this down, okay? Uh, we'll go by game by game, and then I want Braxton. You're going to tell me if it's a win or loss. I'll, okay? I'll, I'll cover my eyes. Okay, so game one, uh, Washington State at home. Loss. Game two, Southern Utah at home. Win. 
Game three at Washington Huskies. Uh, loss. <laughs> Replacing their head coach and their it's, all their it, offense. It's but it's still they're going to have good offense. It's a, I think that that game may be closer than Washington State, but I don't think it's close. At BYU. Win. <laughs> That's a loss for me. Okay, so you're sitting at two and two, and I'm sitting at one and three out of out, out of a uh, non-conference season. Yeah. Okay. At Boise State, loss. So you're two and three. I'm one and four. At Colorado State, win. I think that's a win too. So you're three and three. I'm two and four. At Nevada, I'm a win. It's a good. That's a good win. I think. I think Nevada's. You know, they 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 won eight. They got eight, eight wins this year. No, they lost. They lost in those. So they got seven. There's seven like us. Um. So that puts me you at four three, and three, four and three, and I'm at three and four. Air Force at home. They're replacing their quarterback, yeah. who had a very good year. Air Force is so tough to kind of read. Air, Air Force is tough every year because the offense. I think that's a win at home. I think so too. I think that puts so that puts me at four and four. You and five and five, five and three. Five and, th- five and three. Okay. Um, a little too optimistic here. <laughs> Fresno, Fresno State loss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. Fair. Um, I, I think that's actually a win for me. Oh, well, I just got to even up the yeah. – <laughs> you're, you're getting too optimistic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, what, five and f- – We're both five and four. Five and four. Yeah. Okay. And then New Mexico Lobos. I win. think it's a win. That's yeah. six and four for both of us. San Diego State at home. Uh, Replacing Rocky Long, by the way. Brady Hoke is now their head coach again. I think that's a win. I think well they're they're replacing their offense their their, their quarterback is coming back right yeah th- Agnew yeah Ryan Agnew's back uh, I think they they're gonna win that one so I think yeah I'm counting that as a loss actually it's uh five and f- oh wait uh, we six, no we're six and five we're six, six and six. five yeah six and five uh, and the last game of the year at Wyoming loss six and six yep I think it's a I think six and six is the median yeah. this year mm-hmm. and then you can you can sway because. There, there, there are games that I, I know that we will lose. Games I know we will lose, Washington State, Washington, Boise State. I know there's no chance we win those games. And, okay, so in games I know that we can win, Southern Utah, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I'm, everyone I, else is kind of, who, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah, I think, I think. It's going to be. And then the year after that, we play Alabama. Gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, Why do we do this? Because we need the money. I know. Let's see. I'm curious. Greg Smith, but he's, he's going to take a discount now. No, it's 2022 as they replay. Oh, is that? Yeah. I thought it was 2021. Yeah. 2021, it's actually not a bad. Uh, how did we get Washington State to come to Logan first? Home and home, man. It, because we we go to Washington State after yeah. um after next year, hmm. but yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um yeah, twenty twenty two is when we play Alabama. So yeah, but kind of going back to that schedule, six and six should be the the high, not the not the high, but the the, the, the expectation. The, yeah, the expected average. Which I mean, that's for all that happened this year, losing our you know first round quarterback. Losing our leader on defense, I think yeah. six and six is not a bad record. It's to kind of restart, kind mm-hmm. of, and uh, put more confidence in the program. You know, it is a rebuilding year of uh, as as anyone can get. Henry Columbia or Drew Peasley or whoever one of the other six quarterbacks that we got in there to come in and win 
that job. I think I think it, Gary Anderson will start getting his guys. Yep. And so I think like it's I'm not going to judge Gary until about year three. I think next year's start because I hear a lot of rumors that he's kind of out of it. Yeah. That he's realizing that he just doesn't have the passion for it anymore. Mm. I hear a lot of rumors that a possible Weber State head coach might come in relatively soon to be the associate head coach. Interesting. So that Gary, that's a big old rumor right there. So that Gary can retire next year, and then said Weber State coach becomes the head coach of Utah State. Are we going to name names? I can't say where I'm <laughs> where I'm hearing this from, but it's it's a it, solid source. Is, is it a pretty reliable source? It's a solid source, and but also this person also told me that Jordan Love is transferring. So we'll I'll hit up I'll hit up uh, Bovey, the assistant. Yes, yes. And, and that's the, the the other main reason is because yeah. he because Bovey was the Weaver athletic State, director, Weaver State athletic director, and and, and and his his son went to my high school. Really? Yep, he graduated the year before me. Davis Dart. Or year after me. Davis he, Dart. He's in Quartz graduating class. All right. Davis Dart. Jerry no, Bilby. The Why do I know that name? I don't know. And anyway, <laughs> um Yeah, so we got that going for us. And I lost my train of thought. I was gonna say something and then I went out Davis Dart and told We were talking about uh potential quarter- head coach change. Oh, so yes. because uh, I I know Hartwell, he wanted he wanted uh Jay Hill as his next head coach. Boosters that be changed his mind. Changed his mind. <laughs> so, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I I hope that Gary can get it right. I mean, last year just just the fight in the team just didn't seem that the team was that interested at the end of the year in the big games. They didn't seem that they were that motivated to kind of they seemed that they lost. And we kinda of noticed that because every game we lost, ex- excluding uh Wake Forest and Kent State, we got just destroyed in every time. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it. Every every loss we had was a big loss, and every win we had was was a close win, basically, mm-hmm. well, kinda. I mean, there there is some in there. There's that... some in there, but like, it was it was. Why is it so hard to be an Aggie fan? Well, I, I think that our older fans that are listening to this are like, oh, these guys are so petty. They're like, they, back they, in they my day, know. back oh. in my day, when we won when three games, it was a big year. Charlie Riddle, if you're listening, we're sorry. Yeah, like. <laughs> And uh, I, I understand that there's history there, but I just want us to be better. I know. I like, want to win a conference championship. Well, so, kids, that's too hard to ask. 2020 or the 20s, the decade, mm. do we win a conference championship? We got to recruit better. Yeah. You got to, you can't be in the bottom half of the recruiting class ever. And I know people are like, oh, 24-7 is a hard metric to go by because it goes by mainly by total of recruits you get. And if you don't have a lot of scholarships to give out, you won't have very many. You won't be a highly graded. But still, if you look at the, the 24-7, there, we're still lower than other schools that have roughly the same scholarship. We were lower than Hawaii, lower than you know San Jose, lower than – like we're only higher than New Mexico. Yeah, I mean it's, it's like, and if we have twelve scholarships on the um, to give out on the year, those twelve players should be better than at least five different Mountain West schools. Yeah, at least, and it, you know whatever. <sighs> Enough negative talk. Let's talk about something positive. Twenty twenty draft talk. This is basically <laughs> going to uh, occupy the majority of our football talk until roughly around the spring. 
Yeah, yeah. Until, until until probably the day of the draft. Day of the draft. Or the week after it's... where we decide if Jordan Love plays this season. Yeah, and I'm excited to see this. You know, this is uh, going to be awesome because I can't remember the last time I really was so in tune to the draft. Oh, I, I'm going to stop you there. Me, I love the draft. Yeah, you you know, I I watch I would watch the combine in the basement of the fraternity house. I I just love forty times. I love looking at all the prospects. I think now that I have kind of some some ties to it, some some attachment to you know watching one of my favorite college quarterbacks go to in the first round potentially it really kind of is important and i super excited to watch the senior bowl yeah which is in the end of january january 26th yeah i think it gives an opportunity for you know the head like i said those head coaches to kind of come in and groom these players i'm super excited to see justin or jordan love and justin herbert um play in in the senior bowl i think and uh jalen hurts and jalen hurts i think i i think you know, Jordan Love will come in and really prove that he has the better. He's the better. I don't want to say he's the better. He's the better thrower of the ball than both those people. I, I think. I think Jordan Love is better talent potential, or his better potential than both Herbert and uh, and Hertz. Yeah, and his uh, his ceiling is going to come down to this to this Senior Bowl. And how he tests in at pro day, he tests at the combine. If he does well in those, I think his his stock will obviously rise. But um, if you go on, and I've read so many mock drafts this this season and this off season, just to see where the kind of trajectory of of Jordan, and it's been all over the place. Nobody is consensus on this guy. He's he's like he's like the Josh Allen of a couple of years ago. I made I made that comparison. I think a lot of people make that just because he's in the Mountain West and Josh Allen. But I mean, in, a, terms, in terms of like draft stock, Josh Allen was you know projected to go in middle of the second, and then he and then he ends up what uh, tenth the Bills. Like I want to say seven. I thought it was seven. Maybe it was seven, but like then Jordan Love could go anywhere. Jordan Love can impress enough where the Chargers at ten could take him, or like like he. I, I think Jordan Love's draft ceiling is right on the fringe of top 10, mm-hmm. like 11 or 12. And his his floor, he won't drop out of the first the first quarter of the second round. Uh, yeah, I think the the his his floor is definitely the end of the second round. But yeah, I th- I think I think I, I I don't even think end, I think he's a top 45 pick. I've seen I've seen um this is when the the Chargers were picking 7. I've seen him as go as high as 7 as uh, since the season ended. Yeah. And that was to the Chargers at 7. I've seen him go 19 to the uh, or 20 to the Jaguars recently. I see him going to the Saints a lot. Um, you know, you and, know, and Braxton really wants him to go to Vikings. <laughs> so bad. But as as long as they continue to win, I don't want to win anymore. I don't want Kirk Cousins on my team. So ah, it, it's gonna be fun to keep in keep in touch with those guys. You know the. Uh, it's obviously Joe and Tua are the two top ones, but outside of that, I mean, you you kind of scroll quickly down. The Chargers are going to be looking for a quarterback. Panthers are going to be looking for a quarterback. I think the Pan uh, the Jaguars are also going to be looking for a quarterback. Vegas might, the Colts might, and you got the uh, Buccaneers might. Broncos could. Buccaneers are probably definitely looking for a quarterback. And you know, Saints are looking for their future. 
Titan, uh, Titans might. I, I think. I think. Vikings might. Patriots. Depends on what happens with uh, Pey- uh, Peyton, Tom Brady. Well, I mean, the, I mean, he. I think Tom Brady is kind of done after next year. So it just depends on all that, but yeah. So I. We promised not to leave you guys, for for about four weeks or whatever. How long we were gone for again? But yeah, I mean, I think are we are we lucky? Is this podcast lucky? We'll see on Saturday. <laughs> we'll see on Saturday. And if if it de- if we pull it out and we look like we are our old selves on Saturday, we definitely are gonna blame it on us. Yeah, blame if 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 we if we beat Nevada by fifteen, I want you in my DM saying, "Why'd Braxton, you leave? Why'd you leave? Why'd you, you leave? You're the good luck charm." Obviously, this is all on us, and yep. we apologize for letting you down. Mm-hmm. Well, with with that, you know, we've been about 15 minutes in. Yeah, it's been a, quite a long one. I think, wrap it up, since Tim's not here, let's share our favorite memory of Tim. Our favorite memory of Tim? Oh, man, I have to think about that one. I, I lived with Tim for about a I, year. I, <laughs> I lived with Tim for a long time. My favorite was he he went through a lot of toilet paper. Why are you gonna tell people that? I just I got to, and we, me and my roommate at the time, his name was Bubba. We always thought he ate it. This was a joke, cause our inside joke that Tim would eat the toilet paper. I think that we leave it at that. <laughs> anyway, if that- Tim listens to this, he won't. But if he does, <laughs> I'm not gonna bring it up to him. Anyway, that has been the Sagebrush Show and Aggie Podcast. As always, my name is Braxton Moon. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Hey Moon. You have a your your LinkedIn. Go along with it. And that's Brady Clark. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. 